What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Monday edition of Texans All Access. Your boy going solo all week. John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter as Mark gets some R&R this week. Yeah, we got plenty for you throughout the week. We've got all these players interviews that we have media days, so we're going to hear a few of those today. And we're going to add in a where are they now with Anthony Hill. I thought when Hill was coming out of NC State, I was I didn't, before you, yeah, I didn't even knew he was coming to Texas. I was like, that dude can play. And then, well, injuries, as they have at the tight end position, um, have uh, left their mark for a lot of tight ends. But Anthony Hill, as a where are they now, was exceptional. And we'll have him with Drew Doherty a little later in the show. Plus, we got Davis Mills tonight. It's fun to catch up uh, with Davis. I actually was out for dinner the other night with my wife and kids and just sitting there and look over. I'm like, hey, that's. Davis, same place I was. So I guess I must be hanging out at some pretty good places to have uh, the same place as uh, Davis Mills. That was kind of fun. But Davis will be by in a little bit. We had a good time talking to him about how the quarterback room has changed, what he's looking forward to do in 2023, uh, things he's learned in the two years he's been uh, in, this, uh, in this city, and what has he been learning from Bobby Slowick and this Texans offense. I, I don't even want to refer to it as the 49ers offense anymore. It's a Texans offense. It's a Bobby Slowick run offense with elements, of course, from the 49ers. But hopefully Coach Slowick's going to make it his own. And Davis Mills speaks to that as well. But we're going to kick off the show with the guy that when he signed with the Texans, I was thrilled with the caveat that's come with a lot of these free agents. And that is, if he's healthy. If he's healthy, Denzel Perryman can be an absolute baller. He can run sideline to sideline, make plays. His speed um, is, it's, wow. I did a telestrator of, it's only one play, but it's just, it's showing you that speed. I can't, I think it was the Broncos. It was a zone play. He ran, he ran through on a backside and tackled it for a loss before the play even had any chance of developing. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, And that's what you're going to get with Denzel Perryman if he's healthy. And when he is healthy, uh, I think this linebacking core uh, can be deep. I think he can be very talented. You bring in Denzel Perham, you add him to Christian Kirks, he was already here. You add him to Christian Harris, who I think has got an opportunity to be one of the most important Texans on this team. You add him to Jake Hansen, who we had on, I think, a couple nights ago. Uh, Jake, I thought, had a great end of the season in 2022. You bring back Neville Hewitt. You sign Corey Littleton. But then you sign Denzel Perriman. He could be the game changer uh, on this run defense, a run defense that has been, let's be honest, it's been awful the last couple of years, and that's got to change. And Denzel Perriman's going to do everything possible to make that better. And he started by coming in studio with Mark and I and discussing, well, coming to Houston, uh, his background, staying healthy. Um, he was a really fun guy to talk to. And, of course, you know we had to talk about the you given the fact that Mark's, well, he's a hurricane and Denzel's a hurricane. kind of fell left out a little bit. But, well, you'll hear what happens here with Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman joining us in the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Welcome to Houston. How's it uh, going? Man, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, it, it's, going, it's going great, man. Can't complain. Uh, so how's the adjustment been to being part of this organization? You're here, and we're really happy to have you here. 
being around D'Amico, being around Matt Burke, the entire staff, what's it been like for you? I uh, mean, the adjustment, it's been, uh, it's been quite an adjustment. I would say the weather to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute uh, since I've been, uh, you know, in this humidity. Uh, yeah. I can't say that. But, uh, you know, just the energy, you know, being around the guys. Uh, Coach D'Amico, I tell him all the time, you know, I feel like, you know, he still wants to play. You know, that's how much energy, you know, yeah. he carries, you know, around. And, you know, everybody just feeds off of it. Denzel, I'm sure there are a lot of reasons for everything. But what was kind of the main couple of reasons for you to pick Houston to come here to play for the Texans? Well, honestly, it's because, you know, they were one of the teams that, you know, really uh, to give me an opportunity. Uh, you know, me coming off my shoulder surgery, uh, yeah. they were, you know, one of the teams that was, you know, real adamant about, you know, getting me on and, you know, uh, you know actually giving me a deal. So. so did it – I know a lot of people sometimes, well, if they love me, I'm going to love them. Maybe it wasn't quite like that, but just the fact that they looked at you and said – we know you can still play. We believe in you. How much did that matter to you in the whole decision-making process? I mean, I think for any human, I would say, uh, you know, this is bigger than football. You know, just somebody right. believing in you in general. Uh, you know, that, that that was a big step. And, you know, I took it as, you know, bigger than football. You know, right. they know what I've been through. You know, you just turn on the film. Sure. You know, they see what I can do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that was my approach to it. Do you feel – back to the weather here for a moment. Not that this is the most <laughs> important topic in the world. But, well, you know, being, <laughs> being down in Miami and you played high school ball in Miami as well mm – -hmm. What's the difference so far? Now, we haven't hit the really big stuff yet, although it's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the difference is so far between South Florida, humidity, and this? Uh, I would say it's probably just the mindset. It's yeah. probably just the mindset. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, Houston have a lot of different attractions. But, you know, South Florida, you know, you can just stop whatever you're doing and just go to the beach. Or, you mm -hmm. know, you can get distracted real quick down there. But uh, <laughs> I, I say it's, it's just the mindset when it comes to But I'm, I'm at the heat specifically. Uh, I don't know, man. They kind of the same to me. All right, they kind of the same. Like I said, just being from Florida, being from Miami, uh, they're the I same. Know. I don't know, man. Hell is hell wherever you are, man. <laughs> when it's hot like this, that's what it feels There's like. There's a it's breeze a in Miami. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a breeze over here every yeah, now and then. Every, every, every now and then. Every now and again, Denzel. For for people that haven't seen you play, Mark and I have seen you play a lot over the years. We've been there, seeing you live play. What are the Texans getting in Denzel Perryman? What are, what can the fans look forward to? In watching you play, well, the fans are going to get a very physical player. I can't say that. I mean, just uh, that's just the nature I've been in, and uh, you know, I know I have a history of injury. It's just because of you know the way sure. I play. Um, but they're, they're going to get a leader. Um, I, you know, I try to lead you know vocally, but more you know by an example than anything. Uh, they're going to get a guy that's going to give it their all. You know, every Sunday, and you know, I'm really going to be available every Sunday. You've been in the league for a while, Denzel. How have you changed the way you take care of yourself, your body, nutrition, and all of that? Has that evolved over time? Oh, yeah. Well, this is a blessed year nine for me. Um, yeah. So, uh, I would, yeah, I would say over the years I had to change up my diet, uh, you know, um, what I put in my body, you know, the rest, uh, the massages, stretching, all that good stuff. Like, that literally plays a role. I went from 250 to now I'm down to like 225, 220. Whoa. Yeah, Wait, wow. You were playing at 250. Yeah, yeah. When I first got in the league, I was 250. Now I'm like a uh, good 225. Did you have to change that not only because of injury, but because of the way linebackers are playing these days? Yeah, both of those played a role. Uh, I would say uh, more so like on myself. Uh, I felt like a lot of injuries that I did have, you know, like soft tissue injuries, a little small things, and I know my weight did play a, you know, a role in that. Okay. Denzel, I know when we've talked to players that have been uh, – seasoned they've been around a little bit sometimes when i ask them this question they kind of look at me like you know i got to do my thing but do you have any kind of pull or feel 
for being kind of a mentor to guys? I mean, you got a lot of young dudes in that linebacker room. I yeah. mean, some guys, I mean, you obviously got rookies in there. You've got dudes that have been there for a couple of years. I mean, there's not a lot of experience in that linebacker room outside of you, Christian Kirksey, et cetera. I don't want to say that you feel compelled to help those guys, but do you feel there's some responsibility in some sense to share your knowledge of the game with those young guys so they can then pass it on to the next guy after that. Do you kind of look at that and look at leadership that way? Of course, of course. Uh, I can't say with this style of defense, the scheme that we're playing out of the nine years, I played seven in this game. Okay. So um, I think it's just in my nature, you know, to want to help out the younger guys. Like I know when I was a younger guy, I was, you know, looking towards the older guys, you know, to help sure. me out. And they did. So um, I don't feel like, you know, I don't have that. I got to do my thing, you know, sure. not help the next guy out. At the end of the day, you know, we're all here on the same team. We're all, you know, compete for the same thing and right. we're all a family. So um, I feel like when I'm helping out the next guy, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, uh, I'm reteaching myself also sure. and, you know, just refreshing my brain. So, you know, it's all just a learning curve. Um, like I said, I've been in the system for a while and I'm still, you know, learning new things also. Denzel, you went to Coral Gables High School. Yes, sir. Frank Gore. He went there a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, but do you, how well do you know him? He's from the U2. I mean, I yeah. know it's a big fraternity, so he played forever in this yeah. league, which uh, was so impressive <laughs> to me how he was the last one mm -hmm. from that 01 team gotcha. to make it as long as he did. Gotcha. So, funny story uh, Frank Gore played with my older brother in high school. Okay. And I played with Frank Gore's younger cousin growing up football wise. So, Kind of grew up in the same neighborhood, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember uh, when I was coming out, you know, for you know the pros, uh, you know, combine train all that mm -hmm. good stuff. Uh, Frank would also train at University of Miami, and we would also compete, you know, in that, uh, you know, in that little phase, and yeah. you know, just playing against him was, uh, I would say it was a a stargazing moment for me because I remember mm -hmm. watching him in high school, you know, playing with my older brother, you know, just like yeah. now I'm playing against you, you know, in the you know in the big time in the big league, so. Um, Man, yeah, like you said, man, uh, he he played a uh, he played a while, and uh, just like his worth ethic and you know his his mindset, you know, attacking the game, it, it, it's one to follow. To be honest with you, all right, Denzel, I've been around Mark for almost ten years now, and he's not been able to explain this to me, so maybe you can. I hear this all the time, and we've heard this all the time. It's a Canes thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Help me understand what is it about the U? What is it about the University of Miami? It's it's really uh, it's really a Canes thing, man. Like <laughs> I, I know, like it, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really like a Canes thing. Like you have to, you know, be, you know, uh, in those meeting rooms. You have to be in the locker room. You have to, you know, uh, he's not there anymore. But you had to deal with Coach Sways. You had right. to go on Green Tree. Like you know, mm -hmm. it's really like a Canes thing. And um, I would right. say, you know, for me when I was there, you know, it was just you know uh, continue that legacy. You know that those guys, you know, built and yeah. laid the platform down for. Great explanation, Denzel. Thanks a lot for joining <laughs> no us. Problem. Good luck to you. Thank you, man. I gotta say, I got that. I got the handshake thing down, man. It's good emphasis at the end to let you know the interview is over. As I give those guys. A good uh, handshake and bro hug before they leave. It was good catching up with Denzel Perryman. Didn't go through OTAs, you know, still rehabbing and getting himself ready. Knows he's going to be ready for spring training. But, man, you talk about a guy in shape and ready to roll. Denzel Perryman is that guy. And as he walked in the studio, I was like, did you go to Northwestern? And he was like, no, no. And Miami Northwestern High School. Man, those Miami guys, very provincial about their high schools. I should have known better than to have screwed that one up. I should, I should know he didn't go to Northwestern. But either way, it was great to have Denzel Perryman in with us to kick off this show. Next, 
the aforementioned Davis Mills. Yeah, we had a great time talking with Davis, and Mark and I will meet with him next right here on Texans All Access. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and I'm eh, kind of flying solo this week, but because we had so many interviews with his players uh, during media days at the uh, beginning of last week, actually a week ago, on this day, we just, they were in and out. Hi, I'm Kendall Sheffield. Hi, I'm Davis Mills. Hi, I'm Denzel Perryman. I mean, they were just, <laughs> just going back and forth. It was great. It was great because, well, you know, you get to the desert and you got to have good things to talk about. And it's good to talk about these players with these players. And one of those is Davis Mills. We met with him, obviously, for the last three years, the last couple of years in particular, last year. It was a tough one. He ended 2021. We know very well. 2022 didn't go the way that uh, Davis probably wanted. There were some throws I'm sure he probably wanted to have back. And, you know, he's got his feet wet all year long. But the drafting of C.J. Stroud, I think a lot of people look at C.J. Stroud and think, well, he's going to be the starter, so what's the role of Davis Mills? I mean, John McClain has talked about him being traded. I don't know. I still think there's some good football in Davis Mills. And I think this offense will help him going forward. I still think there's something there for sure. And we talked about a lot of those things with the man himself, Davis Mills. Here's Mark, me, and Davis right now. Davis Mills joining us in the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Davis, thanks a lot for being with us. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, thanks for having me. All right. Uh, g- good to have you. So how's the offseason going for you so far? It's a new system. You know, here you are again. It's your third one, right, <laughs> as a pro? Yeah. Third one now. I feel like the offseason has flown by uh, faster and faster every year I've been in it. Uh, like you said, completely new system, new staff, new guys in the room. It's been insi- exciting getting to know everybody, uh, picking up the new system. Um, a lot of proven success across the league uh, running mm-hmm. this scheme. So I'm excited. I've already learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to continue making those next steps. Davis, one of the things that Mark and I have talked about, people think, well, voluntary OTAs, you know, conditioning, all that stuff, it's voluntary, two days of minicamp, et cetera. But because there's so little time before the first preseason game, We've started thinking that, man, these OTAs are hugely important, man. Getting all the stuff down, all the verbiage, all the things that are different. There might be some, some elements that are the same from previous offenses you've been in, but how important has that part been to try and get all that language and verbiage down before you come back for training camp? Because you got to hit it running. I think it's, what, 10, 12 days before we play New England. How important have these weeks been in the OTAs to get all that down? Oh, I mean, extremely important. I think we've already installed pretty much the whole offense. Obviously, there's a couple situational situational things that um, haven't gone in yet, but we'll uh, go in towards training camp. But, um, I mean, if you don't come and take full advantage of these voluntary yeah. uh, camp days and the whole offseason program, then, I mean, you're pretty far behind going into training camp and those preseason games. So um, we've been getting after it, um, putting in a lot of time. Um, obviously, there's the hour rule, but – yeah. Um, you got to do a lot on your own to make sure you're prepared and come in every day and put your best foot forward. And how important is it to help out the other players too? Because you've got to know it cold, but also delivering it to all the receivers and everything. We talked to a couple of guys who said sometimes you give them a little extra help leaving the huddle or they might ask for it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, that's kind of the onus of the quarterback, your job. Make sure you know everybody's position and what everybody's doing out on the field because one little slip up, I mean, the blame always comes back to the quarterback, so you got to make sure everybody's on top of it um, and doing their job. But I think kind of having that uh, perspective and taking on that responsibility makes you uh, learn it better yourself when you can kind of get to the point where you can start teaching it to the other guys around you. 
Um, I wouldn't say I'm fully there. I'm still obviously only, say, 10 weeks into the system, but um, I'm getting there, and I'm really picking it up, and I'm excited. It's nice having different guys in the quarterback room who are learning the, the system for the, new, the first time, too. So um, we're all bouncing ideas off each other and making sure we're all on the same page moving forward. And, Davis, you got guys at opposite ends of the spectrum. You got a guy that's never played in the NFL before, and you got a guy that's played a lot in the NFL before. What has each one of them, C.J. Stroud and Case Keenum, meant to you? What have you meant to, to them? The fact that you've been here, they haven't, but they're coming in fresh looking at different things. How's it kind of been to have those two in the room with you? It's been great. Um, starting with Case, I think. Um, I mean, he has a different perspective than I do. I've started 20-something games now, and, I mean, he's probably doubled that, if not more. Um, played in a ton of games, been in the league for a long time, and he has a ton of built-up experience that, I mean, he's seen a lot. And um, It's nice being able to have somebody where you can ask questions to. And, I mean, he's been in the shoes, um, done what you're trying to do at a really high level. Um, so he has a good perspective on a lot of things. He's been in a similar scheme um, back with Kubiak and just different offenses around the league. Yep. So um, he knows kind of what the, the coaches are trying to teach and um, how to interpret that in our perspective. And then... CJ stepped in, um, completely new offense for him. Um, I don't even think he's really called huddle calls in college and in high school. So really seeing him step in and take that uh, responsibility. And I mean, he's sitting at full stride, very impressive. Um, seems like he's been doing it for years now. Um, but I mean, he's new to it just like we are. And that's exciting seeing his growth and just seeing him get better and better each practice. What about some of the weapons? You have Singletary now to work with, Robert Woods, some of the other guys who are new to the arsenal. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, we have a lot of new guys, and I'm excited to kind of see how those guys come, come in the building and work every day. Um, I think the, the vibe and the feeling around the locker room that we have a lot of great new players ready to um, kind of add, add their own flavor to the offense. Um, guys like Motor, uh, Robert, Noah, Dalton, I mean, there's a ton of guys who bring a lot of different traits and uh, ways to attack defenses in. Uh, we're excited to see what we can do once we get out on the field. Davis, D'Amico, as head coach, we talked to a few of the guys that have brought up the fact that he played before. He's been sitting literally in those shoes, wearing a Texans logo, being in his building. But what have you seen from D'Amico, and what, is, what do you think he has meant to this organization thus far since joining in January? It's been great. Um, I mean, have somebody who's walking in and has as much juice as him um, in team meetings and out on the field, you just get a ton of respect for it. And knowing that he's been in your shoes, he's experienced some of the heat during training camp practices that we're going to have to go through. Uh, um, oh boy. Gives you a lot of respect, but also, um, I mean, it makes it exciting. Um, it's kind of a new wave of uh, energy in the building around here. And I mean, we're all excited to get, get rolling once we get to the season. Davis Mills with us. What about this defense? What are you seeing from them? What can you tell the listeners about what we might expect from this D'Amico Ryan's Matt Burke defense? I mean, I think it all starts up front with the defensive line. They're firing off the football. Um, can only have so much contact in these uh, off-season practices, but, I mean, I think they're taking it right up to that edge, and mm -hmm. you can feel the energy they have on that side of the ball flying, flying around and having fun making plays. It's exciting. Yeah, it's been fun to watch you guys uh, compete against one other in practice. As you're going into your third year, Davis, I know it's not the training camp or not your third season, but do you feel, and I, and I would imagine probably tougher because you are learning something new, 
But do you feel the game slowing down for you at all? Like you're seeing things, you know, they say that, you know, oh, quarterbacks, the game slows down for them. Do you kind of sense that as you're going through OTAs and these practices? Definitely. Um, I think kind of just even having the feeling of you've been there before. You're, it's not your first time walking in the building your rookie year where it's you feel like you're being watched the whole entire right. time, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm keeping a chip on my shoulder, playing with that same mindset where, I mean, every snap, every single – tiny drill I'm doing and individuals throughout practice, I feel like I have all eyes on me. If there's any type of slip up at all, um, you never know when it could be your last snap. So I'm trying to take a full full advantage of every opportunity I have and um, continue kind of with that pressure and the mindset of taking advantage of everything and getting better at every, every rep. All right, so you got engaged. How involved are you in the planning process here for the wedding, Davis? Have you stepped aside? Are you being recruited to join in? How's that <laughs> working? Um, I would like to say I'm in control of most things in my life, but mm. the wedding planning is something I've kind of passed off to my fiance. And good decision. I trust decision. entirely that she's going to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, that's but, a first down throw. That, exactly. That's a first that's down it. completion exactly. right there. That's <laughs> it. I mean, that that would it would have if you would have said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in charge of this," we'd have thought, "Nah, no, you, no, know, you don't no, want to." Maybe be. we haven't done the tastings yet, so maybe I'll have a little more call. Whatever on she what thinks. the menu items are going to be, but yeah, ultimately it's it's all uh, she's in control. Yep, whatever she wants, just, it's fine. Just don't shave your head before the wedding. It's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> just if you don't do that, then you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody in this room that did that and got in trouble. Uh, that would have been you because I didn't do it. That was uh, me. There we go. Long story. Uh, how much golf this offseason? Getting a little bit in? I know you have OTAs interfering with that, but what else? Uh, played a lot immediately after the season, mm -hmm. um, February and March, and then flew back to Houston. Kind of my main focus has been learning learning this offense, picking up the right. playbook, so I haven't had a ton of time to play. But So if you and Fairbairn go out, is he giving you strokes or are you just saying we're going straight up here? My confidence tells me that I would like to play him straight up, but he'll end up beating me uh, <laughs> nine times out of ten. <laughs> Who else is good on the team that we don't know about? Uh, it's been fun getting out there with Case. Yeah, um, yeah Case is good. I mean, you, you always hear that quarterbacks in the NFL are really good mm -hmm. golfers, and <laughs> he's kickers. one of those guys who has a pretty good golf game. Punters yeah. can be good, too, but I don't think – Cam plays, does he? I don't or? see Cam golf. No, I don't think Cam plays. Uh, yeah. Weeks Weeks plays a lot. Yes. Um, got out with him this past weekend. Um, he's a good player. Um, fairly inconsistent, but his, mm -hmm. he's going to put together a string of good holes and take probably, some money. He probably hits it a mile. What offensive lineman would be the best golfer? That's the biggest question. Which offensive lineman would be the best golfer? Uh, I think if you went and asked them, Titus would tell you he's the best without probably going out there and proving it. But, yeah, but he's a quarterback, if, if too. You, if you gave him, <laughs> yeah. I know, quarterback yeah. in the past. Right. Um, but I think it's probably a toss-up between um, Jimmy and Scott. Mm. Yeah, okay. okay. That All makes right. sense. I think if Laramie put his mind to it, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Davis, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Yes, sir. It was very sweet, Davis. Appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with Mark and myself. Now, we're going to go in the way back machine. We're going to go a little where are they now with former Texans tight end, former NC State star Anthony Hill. That's next with Drew Doherty right here on Texans All Access. We go on final segment this Monday edition of Texans All Access. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. And unfortunately, I wasn't here back when Anthony Hill was drafted to be a Houston Texan. 
And he didn't have the greatest career, just injuries really set him back. But he's made a name for himself after his NFL career ended. Here's a little where are they now with Drew Doherty giving the background on Anthony Hill, in case you forgot. He was a 2009 draft pick out of NC State, but he's a Houstonian. Well, by way of Clearbrook High School, so he grew up in the area, went away to college in North Carolina, and then was drafted back in 2009 by Gary Kubiak and Rick Smith, the general manager of the Texans. He joined a tight ends group that included really the two best in franchise history in Owen Daniels and Joel Dreesen. And he immediately was on a winner. Nine and seven were those Texans his rookie year. And he has turned his post-football career into a big-time success. Like many of the guys that we've talked to on this podcast, he's doing well in his retirement. And really, he's not retired. He just retired from the game of football. He's not retired at all from the work world. But without further ado, please enjoy this brief conversation with Anthony Hill. Where are you these days, my friend? What's going on? Oh man! Hey, first off, thanks for having me on. Definitely has been a been, a, been an awesome time. Uh, right now, I'm currently I actually own a construction company here today. Got into construction as soon as I finished playing back in 2012 ish, 2013. Uh, got into construction, buying homes, flipping homes, buying apartment complexes. Got into concrete with my dad, and that kind of took off, and have been a part of some pretty decent-sized projects throughout the city. Mr. Modesty here. I've been around you a time or two because we go out and we do events and we speak at various groups and whatnot. You have been involved in some pretty major projects. <laughs> you're you're not just flipping houses, which is a big deal in and of itself. You're doing a lot more than that, Anthony. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I was given a few chances by the, uh, the you know, definitely the connections through the Texans has definitely helped me out uh, throughout the city. And I see the Tellipson family had a friend, Trent Tellipson. He uh, gave me a chance on uh, the project over at Memorial Park where they put the two tunnels in, those those really large tunnels. And so that was one of our larger projects. Port of Houston, we were at United Airlines for about five, about five, six years. And so, yeah, those are kind of our staples that kind of was able to help us grow significantly in the concrete slash construction world. This is Where They Now with Drew Doherty and former Texan Anthony Hill. Yeah, I knew about the United Airlines one because I think the the last time you and I were at a specific event, you know, speaking and doing a Q&A, that's what you were kind of immersed in. But I did not know about the Memorial Park one. I'm a former runner. I don't run as much anymore, but I used to run around that loop a lot in the late nine, mid-90s, late 90s, every time I come back. That's just a, an entirely transformed area. You guys are a big part of that. How exciting was that? to see that just go from start to finish. And it's not really finished ever, is it? No, I don't I don't think it'll be finished for some time. I mean, technically it's finished, but I think it'll continue to grow yeah. over, over the years. That was awesome. That was uh, a project that I got with me and my dad. And then actually about, just about as we were completing my dad, he actually ended up passing away. So me finishing that project was a... It was a huge accomplishment for me uh, just to say, okay, hey, look, I finished the project. I know I really made him proud. And just to just to see the project start as trees and woods and, the, and you know, those guys were like, you know, hey, look, we are, we're tired of people getting smacked by cars from crossing the streets and different things like that. So we're going to have this huge uh, tunnel and land bridges. And 
I didn't know that it would turn out so nice, but it's definitely a piece of work over there. So it was a, it was a huge blessing to be able to be a part of that one. It's Where Are They Now with Anthony Hill and Drew Doherty. I mainly stayed on the trail, so I didn't I didn't run uh run the risk too often of getting smacked by a car. <laughs> Way back in high school, every once in a while we'd we'd veer off and go to basically Sabine Bridge from Memorial Park and turn around. Okay, so you're from this area, Clearbrook, you know, down sort of south in between mm-hmm. Houston and Galveston. You grew up, you go to NC State, you play there, fourth rounder in 2009. What was it like when you find out you get the call from the hometown team? Oh, man, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I actually, quote, unquote, I got sick during the draft. And so, you know, I had this huge fishing trip planned before the draft because I was like, you know, I don't want to be around people. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to do all these other things. I'm going to go out to Galveston Bay and just kind of go catch some redfish and get away. And I'll just have my phone handy, you know, whatever. That didn't happen. That didn't go as planned. I think it was it could have been anxiety, but I don't but I don't want to say it. But yeah, I was in a hotel room sick. And then I got the phone call from a Houston. I'm like, you know, you know, who is this call? And it was Coach Kubiak. He was giving me a call. He said, hey, man, I want you to come and play here. Family went nuts. <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, I, we have a family divided. So I have half uh, Cowboy fans. Oh. Um, yeah, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then uh, we have half Texans fans. And so my aunt and my dad, actually, they were they were hidden hidden heads, and they were in church actually, and oh. so and so they were in church, and um, they came back, and they were like, you know, they've made a uh, huge announcement over church, and you know, they all celebrated as the cowboy fans were like, God dang it, we, you know, you know, they were all pissed off. So, but it was it was amazing, man. It was it was amazing to come back home. I I had been gone for six years, going to to NC State, so. It was just Hargrave before that, the military academy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely went to the military. And so just just a lot of structure. And so was really away from home for five, five, six years. And then to just be able to come back and be with my mother and sisters and really my whole family. So it was just it was great. Yeah. You come to a team with Owen Daniels at tight end. Mm -hmm. Joel Dreesen, really good tight end as well. You come in the mix there, too. What was that like? You get to rookie minicamp. What's that like? Rookie minicamp, OTAs, kind of getting your feet wet as a professional. It was, you know, honestly, it was intimidating to start. I mean, OD, I had, I, I definitely had already known about him. Joel Dreesen was a super solid player. You know, came in. Me and James Casey, we get, we get yeah. drafted in the same draft. So some really good guys. And so, you know, I, you know, I was just kind of like very much so humbled to go from being the man at NC State to kind of being the last man on the totem pole, really trying to fight for a spot to actually play on Sundays. So it was just a very humbling experience. And I want to say, our, uh, to start, I want to say we had like like seven or eight guys, you know, like seven or eight tight ends. And so it was like, it was just like, dang, you know, I mean, we went from having two and three to having, you know, five and six, then we had seven and eight. And it was it was a ton of guys in the room. So, yeah, and you, would, you joined a team that had gone eight and eight the previous two seasons. You get there and you're in that that class with Cushing, the first rounder. Barwin had a nice rookie season. Glover Quinn would go on to do fantastic things. Awesome. You're in there. Bryce McCain. I mean, everybody kind of contributed. And then you had two rookie free agents in Arian and Tim Jameson. I mean, everybody on that rot not roster, but on that uh, rookie roster yeah. really wound up doing something at, at some point or another, didn't they? 
Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, you know, I actually still communicate with a lot of those guys. I actually uh, text Cushion like a couple weeks ago, asked him about his kids and Little League football. I, shoot, I, I did an event with Tim Jamison last week, a taste testing where we ate way too much dessert. There you go. Um, <laughs> and so James Casey is coaching now, so he's always busy. So like we'll we'll shoot each other text messages here and there. But but a lot of those guys we definitely still keep in contact. I see I see Cushion all the time. I think it was a close knit group. I think those those are bonds that we'll have from probably from here on. What was that rookie season like? It was a weird year. You start out at home and you get Mark Sanchez in his first start against the Jets, and then everyone's thinking, Oh, you got this. Texans will win this. And they blow the Texans' doors off. But then you go to Tennessee, and you literally all get in a fist fight with the Titans on the bench. But it's a fist fight of a game just going back and forth. But Houston comes out victorious. It was a great game, one of the best games I've ever seen. And yeah, what was that whole year like for you? It was a roller coaster. I remember it. I definitely remember it. Just you know, just trying to fight just to get on the field and just kind of seeing you know the ups and downs of you know preseason. We're like, oh, oh man, we're gonna be pretty good. And then, like you say, we came in, we took a we took a hard L versus the Jets. And then we kind of had our ups and downs where we showed, like, just, hey, look, we're really, really good. And then we kind of – we stunk it up a few times. I was able to learn that the NFL wasn't promised that, hey, look, anybody can win, it, you know, any given Sunday. Just kind of learning. I think um, OD ended up getting injured or something like that that season. And I ended up getting some more playing time. Then I got injured. And so it was, you know, it was just a just a roller coaster. So I was able to kind of learn, like, okay, this is what the NFL is, what, you know, what all these guys have been talking about. Five and three at the bye, and then you come out of the bye, you lose four straight. You're you guys are at five and seven. Yeah. And then you end yeah. with four straight wins, and in the process, Arian Foster kind of comes out of the woodwork. Now it, it wasn't, you know, he didn't just get the job, and he wasn't the anointed the guy for the next season. But you saw some things down the stretch there. You also beat the Patriots to end the season. And for a few hours there, it was like, Texans might be getting in the playoffs depending on what happens. And it didn't. Right. But yeah. yeah. That was a fun finish, wasn't it? That really was. It was awesome to see Foster kind of come out of nowhere. He was always a really humble guy. And I actually played with him in the All-Star game, and he tore his hamstring hmm. on like the first play. I think it was Pat, maybe Pat White fumbled the ball, and he went to pick it up. And just a kind of a freak accident. He just he just snapped his hamstring or something like that. So, I was, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't think to see him again or anything like that and then next thing you know we were on the team again together it's like okay well that was the guy that snapped his hamstring and then he for him to bounce back and just come out of nowhere I thought that was awesome it's where they now with former Texan and Clearbrook High School alum Anthony Hill with Drew Doherty so you come to that team Andre Johnson is on the offense with you and I know you think Andre Johnson belongs in the Hall of Fame I do too most people listening to this also do but explain to the morons out there that that don't think Andre Johnson belongs in the Hall of Fame. Why does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Oh man, I think he I definitely think he does. I mean, he kind of carried a team whenever, you know, I mean, we were we were struggling. He'd always come through with that great catch, with that circus catch that you never thought that uh anybody would be able to come through with. He had three guys on him still still come catch the ball. I think he I think he did a great job. He definitely deserves to be there. I do think that he'll end up there. I just don't know win or what the heck is taking so long for him to get in there so everybody's rooting for him on at least all the players are rooting for him i know that much <laughs> you're so dimple you're so diplomatic you didn't call me <laughs> the guy did so. I wasn't gone farther than left me. hey look i might i might need those guys one day <laughs> <laughs> so he was one leader on that team another guy 
leadership wise, who was massive, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Yeah. How excited were you to see when he got hired here as the head oh, coach? Man. Was definitely excited to see it. So excited. He was actually a guy that I really looked up to when I played. I would almost say he was the leader of the team when he was there, you know, the leader of the offense and the defense almost to see just the way he would work and the way he put it together, the way he was consistent from the first day I met him till we went to practice. What was that, Tuesday? Yeah. And he was he's the same guy. So to see that, even just going to church and hey, look, I'm going to church early on Sunday. And then going to the game or I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you know, just just he was so strategic and just so consistent that I really did appreciate the friendship that we actually had. And so to see him come back and to see him still be the same guy, still that big old smile, but still you can tell that he's about to get after someone's ass. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely want to um, just try and, you know, I mean, us as uh, former players, we we just want to support him as much as possible. It seems like he supports the guys that have played and he's I mean he's still the same guy so mm -hmm. definitely I think everyone's excited about that ready for the season to actually get here you know I mean now we uh, basketball is almost over with all that stuff you know we're we're really eager you know like hell man come on let's get this thing going. <laughs> <laughs> well I know he said publicly right after that you know, that day that you all were out there it was you and probably 25, 30 other guys that used to play here. Some with, most with him, some before, some after, yeah. but he really appreciated it. He said that publicly. And then I was at an event with him yesterday and he, he reiterated that meant a lot to him. What did you see, not just with D'Amico, but looking at practice, what did you see that kind of stood out to you earlier this week about these 2023 Texans here in, in June? I know you got to put that asterisk by things because there's no pads, there's no hitting, but what stood out to you so far? It just seems like there's a chip. There's a chip on the guy's shoulder. It looks like they have something to prove. I know everyone's coming off of a season where we're kind of saying, "Ah, oh, if we just win a couple more games, we just kind of." But there's not huge expectations. There's not huge. That's not this. That's not that. But I don't think that's what D'Amico is going for. I don't think he's going for. Well, if we win two or three more games than we won last year, then that's a successful season. I think he said, "Hell no, I want to win. I want to win now." You guys are gonna have to play with with the same focus that he played with. And, you know, I mean, he's coming from the 49ers. They had a winning season. They were actually very successful while he was there. So I think he has seen what needs to be done and, you know, you know, the type of guys that you need to be on that team. And so it seems like everyone is clicking. Everyone's trying their damnness to make the team be, you know, be on the field on Sundays. And so even the alumni guys mm -hmm. are eager about this season where let's just say last season, they weren't as eager. Guys are like, man, I'm ready for the season to actually get really get going. So I think that looking at the players, I think, you know, I'm, I really do think that those guys are, they're really playing aggressively. And I mean, just kind of got a chip on their shoulder. That's Anthony Hill, former Texan and Clearbrook High School alum with Drew Doherty on Where Are They Now? Can you tell much at this point, early June, about the tight ends? Were you watching much of Dalton Schultz and Tegan Cotoriano and Brevin Jordan and some of those guys? Can you tell a whole heck of a lot, or is it still a little too early to, to get a gauge? I mean, it's early to see those guys here, I guess. You know, I mean, we know that that guy was – I mean, he's a he's a damn good player. You know, I'm, the, I believe he was at the Cowboys, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's – I mean, we already know that he's a damn good player, so – it looks like a really solid group. I know he looks really good. When I heard he was here on like a one-year deal, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, hopefully he comes and proves himself and he's here for <laughs> a lot longer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
We'll see. Yeah, I had a fun conversation with him too. He's he's a little different. <laughs> yeah, he, he was pretty fun. I don't know if you got a chance to catch up with him at all, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get to catch up with him today. So. I got you. I got you. Besides those guys from the the 2009 class, who are some other Texans that you've either either befriended or you still keep in touch with from your playing days? So one of the main guys is probably Moran Norris. Yeah. Me yeah. and him, we damn near talk too much throughout a day's time. We talk all day long. I mean, heck, heck, we've we've already probably talked an hour for today. <laughs> um, so I got to get um, him on one of these soon. He hasn't done right. this. Oh yeah, he will. He'll 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 definitely do it. He'll Put definitely for me if he's uh. He's yeah, he just <laughs> I promise you he'll do it. All right, all right. Um, Fred Rury, yeah. really good guy. Me and him hang out, talk often. Those are kind of two of the main guys that I really hang out with. I mean, there's a few other guys, but those are kind of the main guys. And I mean, we stay pretty close. E Brown, just some really good guys overall. And so they love being around the team, love being here. So me personally, I love being here also. So we're all a pretty tight group. That's really cool because you didn't play with those guys. They were before you, but you've you've become friends with them afterwards. That's awesome. That's really really you share share something, even though you didn't play together. Right. And I can call them all old and all that stuff. I you know, I kind (laughs) of it kind of makes me feel younger. So also chops a little bit, yeah. Yeah, right. right, Awesome. Well, hey, what's next for you? Currently, I'm in the process of just trying to start some new businesses. I kind of want my concrete business to continue to grow. My son actually lives with me currently. He'll be here 24-7 now. So I'm, I'm trying to groom him up and, you know, make sure that if he wants to play football, that he is able to play it at the, you know, you know that he's able to play it. How and old is he? He's eight. He thinks he's about 18. So, right. uh, yeah. So, I'm, yeah. So he's, he's trying to learn and everything else and i mean he looks like a tight end already so i'm trying to just you know just trying to bring him up the right way and keep on going awesome well anthony hill it's always good to catch up with you good to see you here on the zoom screen i can't wait to see you out and about at another texans legends event where we're you know talking about financial literacy or <laughs> about, you know fighting bullying or something you know there's always something interesting yeah. when you and i are together at one of these events you know, right yeah. you are active with it and it's, it's a good thing it's good for us and good for all the people that it helps but anthony thanks so much for the time my friend have a great summer and we'll see you again soon yes sir thank you a lot Drew. i appreciate it true this music it's awesome I'm so mad that we didn't use that for all access. It's awesome for where are they now. Drew's awesome. Anthony Hill's awesome. Davis Mills and Denzel Perryman. You are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And as always, go Texans.